Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, we're going to get right into this tonight, if that's okay. And come on down here and rest yourselves, guys. And I'd like you to go to 2 Corinthians 11, please, and, and rest yourselves if you can. <laughs> I'd like you to get your Bibles out or whatever device you're using. And I'd like you to follow me in the Word tonight um, because I believe that this is, this is important. Hallelujah. <laughs> are you glad you came? And everybody watching, are you glad you're watching? Praise the Lord. Let us know where you're watching from tonight. I know Sunday night for people is a stretch because of commitments and all of those different things. But while the Lord continues to tell me to have Sunday nights, we're going to have Sunday nights. And praise the Lord, because I truly believe that what we do on a Sunday night helps stoke the rest of the week. Praise God. And how many people actually believe that? Let me see your hands. It's such a powerful thing. Hallelujah. So we're in tremendous days. The Spirit of the Lord has been speaking to me for the last several years, as you know, on the book of Nehemiah. I'm not trying to write a book. I know that people would like me to write a book, and I'm working out certain things, but I'm not trying to use my services to write a book. And there, there, one of the reasons that I say that is because I don't want to in any way inhibit what the Spirit of the Lord desires to do in a fresh way every service so that I can just articulate pages on a book. That's right. So I, I pray that you respect that. Yeah. That's extra work for me <laughs> because the easiest thing in the world to do would be to use the services to write my book. But I don't believe that that's what the Spirit of the Lord has called and anointed me to do to get the book out. The books will come another way. Can I have a big amen? How many people are blessed by the, by the fresh flow of what God does here at church? Isn't it beautiful? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'd like you to go over here, please, to 2 Corinthians 11. Some people have been saying, Pastor, you're a little different this year. It's a different year, and it calls for certain things. Hallelujah. There's a superness about this year and this time, and, but it's accompanied also by tremendous joy. Hallelujah. But we're living in, in times where it's uh, completely dis, uh, discombobulated, confused. Uh, I've, never, I've never known a time in my life to to hear so many differences and for people to actually feel like they can constantly voice differences. Uh, there used to be a, a wonderful rule of thumb is that, you know, unless it needed to be said, don't say it. And I think we used to have a really wonderful honor of each other and honor of what God is doing in each other's lives. And you know, I, I've said to many people over this last period of time, and I think the filter has terrible holes in it right now. And, uh, you know, I say, I've said that kind of myself joke about that between ourselves, you know. And, but I think even in the body of Christ, I think we need to get the filter back in a measure um, because there's no point. <sighs> Maybe I shouldn't say all of this. We have to be very cautious 
just like this elastic band lying here on this carpet for somebody to pick up. Hallelujah. We have to be very cautious that we, uh, that we don't do the devil's work for him. I think there's a fine line. I do. I'm going to say this statement. And Scripture says, let the, the tares and the wheat grow up together. It's the Lord's business. That's all I'm going to say. Moving right along. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 1. You say, why did you say that? You know exactly why I said that. I will say this. What the enemy is hell-bent on is people picking sides. It was, it was even back in Corinthians. I am of this. I am of that. Well, I want to tell you as your pastor, I am of Christ. I bow my knee to none other than Jesus Christ. And I will stay on the word. Should you have no friends left, stick with God. Do not buddy-buddy for the sake of a step up in life. Because you could find yourself stepping up in the wrong direction. Jeremiah 17. What's it say? They that put their trust in the Lord will be blessed. They that put their trust in man will be cursed. I want you to declare this tonight. I am blessed. I am blessed. No man opens a door for me except the Lord open it. And if the Lord opens it, no man can shut it. I sense a very strong anointing. Now, you have to understand, too, is that when I'm not in this pulpit, I operate possibly in a very different anointing. But when I'm in this pulpit, I work in the anointing that serves this house and serves the people of this house in the most efficient and best way that the people can be served. I'm not here as a conference speaker. I'm not here just so that you can class me and judge me with all your favorite speakers. I have a very different function in your life and it's called pastor. How many people understand what I'm saying? It's awful that I have to explain this. But the church is in a mess. Not millennial, thank God. But the church. Hallelujah. So verse 1 says this. 
I wish you would bear with me a while. I indulge you in a little so-called foolishness. Do bear with me. I'd like you to write in there this word, simplicity. One of the words that the Lord has given to Pastor Karn is simplify. Simple. Make everything as simple as you possibly can. Simple. For I am zealous for you with a godly eagerness and a divine jealousy. For I have, been, I have betrothed you to one husband to present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But now I am fearful, lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, right? Underline that. Listen to me now. I am fearful, Paul says, lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, that's Genesis 3, write that in there, so your minds may be corrupted and seduced from wholehearted and sincere and pure devotion to Christ. This is powerful. Did you know that verse was in there? So Pastor Karen's version that she's reading talks about the simplicity that is in Christ. We receive this in the name of Jesus. Now the warning that's coming from Paul here is that he does not want minds corrupted. So he's the pastor here. We're talking to Corinthians. Corinthians was as charismatic as you could expect charismatic. And so he, he brought a little order to it. But what he's concerned about here is that there is so much stuff going on that people will become corrupted in their minds. And corrupted in their minds in such a way, in the same way that the serpent did Eve. Well, I take authority over that. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Very quiet, amen. So I don't know what this has got to do with me, everything. Because every time you turn on your television, every time you watch the news, every time you listen to YouTube, every time you watch, and watch your favorite show, every time you listen to your favorite preacher, every time you, you do what you do, you have either an option to become more refined in God, to be led closer in the things of God, to be presented stronger in God, or corrupted, files corrupted. And this corruption is not coming from what you listen to from the world. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't go here tonight. This corruption's trying to come through the church. Well, I refuse it in the name of Jesus. I refuse it. Benikofaniah. You will see over this next, I, this is not a prophetic word. This is a divine utterance. You will see the whip in the hand of Jesus 
come to the temple over these next months and couple of years for the marketing of the church is being corrected. Where do you see? I've said things before and I watch them. You remember a little bit ago I said we're going to start seeing <coughs> main ministers that are known starting to fall? Several since that. There is a reverential fear of the Lord coming. Hallelujah. And I refuse my files corrupted. I refuse my files corrupted. If you get more excited about being with the minister than you do about being with the Lord, there's something wrong with your files. If you can get up early to go and meet with a celebrity preacher more than you can get up early and spend time with the Lord, you are already corrupted. Because instead of helping the system, you are using it. Hallelujah. Not anybody here, but anybody that chooses to listen to this, and people do listen to it. Four, verse four, for you seem readily to endure it. If a man comes and preaches another Jesus than the one we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you once received, or a different gospel from the one you then received and welcomed, you tolerate all that well enough. Yet, verse five, I consider myself as in no Look at this, way inferior to these precious super false apostles. But even if I am unskilled in speaking, yet I am not unskilled in knowledge. I know what I am talking about. We have made this evident to you in all things. Hallelujah. Uh, let's go over, please, to First, um, First Timothy chapter four. We are in very, very different days. Very different days. And it's going to take you knowing your company. Over this last period of time, the Spirit of the Lord has been speaking to me about this statement that I hear in the church or by church folks. Well, it's in my heart. Or, you know, um, I don't have it in my heart anymore. This is where the enemy is going to mislead many. 
um, I, I believe in Jeremiah again, it says that the heart is deceitful above all. Who can understand the question is asked? Question mark. It wasn't in Gideon's heart to do what he did. But yet it was an assignment. That's right, that's it. And the church is going to have to become very assignment-oriented to stay the course. Because the easiest thing in the world to do will be to, well, I just don't have it in my heart. But what's that got to do with it? If the Lord has given you assignment, whether it's in your heart or not, that is what He wants you to do. Amen. Amen. You could say, Paul, you know, well, Pastor Paul, it's not in my heart, you know, to, to be here anymore. But you could be further than the truth. Circumstance and situation could have presented itself to you in such a way that something else has the affection of your heart. But just because something has the affection of your heart doesn't mean to say the assignment changed. I'm going to say this is okay tonight. This is okay. This is more than okay. It's called safe. Because the enemy is going to come and pump you and do anything so that you will not accomplish what it is that you were sent to do. He'll give you plenty of options to look back. But there's nothing back. Nothing. Nothing back here. It's only forward. Maroko All right. I'm preaching better than everybody's. Say, I'm listening, Pastor Paul. Anybody getting anything? Anybody checked out already? No, you're all still in. It wasn't in my heart to come to Tulsa. And there are many times I can say, really, my heart is not in Tulsa. But it's my assignment. And because of my assignment, I invest my heart. And I refuse myself the luxury for my heart to wander. Hallelujah. Now, I know I'm speaking to a very mature crowd. That's what we're growing here. Hallelujah. So let's go to 1 Timothy 4. Ah, that was good. Praise the Lord. Oh, I just got a touch from the Lord myself. Hallelujah. Amen. It's always good when the Lord touches the preacher. <laughs> that was a, like a little pat on my spirit saying, good job. That first bit was wonderful, Paul. Keep going. Hallelujah. <sighs> I remember I was laughing this afternoon there 
And, um, well, when somebody came up and got prayed for this morning, and the, they were trying to tell me what they wanted prayer for, and I said, you better hurry up, because I'm falling, I'm falling. I'm about to fall. I'm about to, I'm going out, and I'm going the anointing. And I don't know if you noticed it, but I just... It's always good when the preacher gets put out. Hallelujah. I can tell you, uh, I was telling somebody this afternoon, I said it was like landing on marshmallows. These people didn't catch me. We're going to have to do more training. It was like landing in marshmallows. It was like, oh. Oh, I love the Lord. Phew, I love the Lord. Anybody love the Lord? Now, if you're not walking in this, that's not my fault. You can get with God anytime. Actually, I was speaking to him today, and he says, now you tell them tonight that I was asking for them. Moving right along. First Timothy 4. But the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressly declares that in latter times, everybody say latter times. Some, not me, some will turn away from the faith. So that means they have to have been in faith, part of faith, but some will turn away, giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach. Through the hypocrisy and pretensions of liars whose consciences are seared and cauterized, who forbid people to marry and teach them to abstain from certain kinds of foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving, and by those who believe and have an increasingly clear knowledge of the truth. Say this with me. I have an increasingly clear knowledge of the truth. For everything God has created is good, and nothing is to be thrown away or refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is hallowed and consecrated by the Word of God and by prayer. If you lay all of these instructions before the brethren, you will be a worthy steward and a good minister of Christ Jesus ever nourishing your own self on the truths of the faith and of the good Christian instruction which you have closely followed. I want you to say this with me. I have followed good Christian instruction closely. Now go with me to Romans chapter 1. This is not my message tonight. This is just a warm-up. 
Are you enjoying it? Now, Paul spent a lot of his time ensuring that people were going in the right direction. He did not suffer fools lightly. Very learned, but yet, he said, everything that I have learned, I, I kind of done. Because he put a premium on walking in revelation of what it is that the Lord is actually saying through the Scriptures. It's the truth. Jesus himself put a premium on revelation. When he said to Peter, he says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father. Thy art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, upon this rock, I will build my church, rock of revelation. And he says, against this, the gates of hell cannot prevail. For you just to say, as you know, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church is not right. It's out of context. When you read the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord comes to you alive, sharper than any two-edged sword, and something jumps out of the page at you and it is like a revelation to you, you can wage a warfare with that. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against that. Against that. True or false? It's absolutely truth. Hallelujah. But you know, in a place like this here, you actually catch things also. Things that you pick up that you never had. How many people understand that? That's why being around the right company and under the right leaders in this day is critical and imperative. It's vital. I honestly believe it could be life or death. But as the pastor, I have made a decision, and I know that there's no one can say no, never, but the best that I can possibly do, I am not going to give my mind to the seduction of a serpent that wants to come through that which masquerades as light. Now think about it. Who does the enemy want to use? Someone from the church. True or false? It's absolutely the truth. He runs so closely, skirts so closely, has nothing of his own, and emulates, counterfeits. And he runs so closely to it because he knows that without the Word of God as your final authority and just living experientially, you could arc. By the power of experience over into actually being under 
a wrong spirit. We have not seen the power of the local church yet, but before the rapture of the church, we are going to see the power of the local church in full operation. And a lot of people that just listen to speakers are going to realize one more time that they need a pastor. And they will begin to celebrate a house of truth where the Spirit of the Lord is allowed to move and can facilitate freedom and deliverance in the people's lives. Now, I'm not fluffing this place up for one minute. I'm talking generally. Watch. Watch. But the word of the Lord is Proverbs 4. Guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it flows the issues and the forces of life. Hallelujah. There are relationships that the enemy would love to destroy. He can sway you, sway you, sway you, and say, well, it's just not in my heart anymore. I think we've come to the end of the road. But what does assignment say? Because the call speaks louder than the feeling of the moment or the circumstances that present themselves to us. You see, that's why I love David so much. In all his faults, even when it came to 1 Samuel 30, the battle of Ziglag, and even when those around David they even wanted to just stone him. David, weeping in God, encouraged himself. I want you to lift your hand and say, I must encourage myself. <sighs> say it one more time. I must encourage myself in the Lord. So he encouraged himself in the Lord, and he got a strategy. He got a plan. And he says, you know what? We're going to go after. We're going to get our wives back. We're going to get our children back, and we're going to get everything that was taken, and we're going to get it back. But there was those who couldn't go. They were exhausted. They had no strength left in them. And David says, well, guys, you can watch the bags. Right? Nothing demeaning. Just simply the heart of a leader. Yes. Everybody's in. Everybody's included. Everybody has a part. And just because you can't, you know, you can look after bags. But you see, the guys that were going with David, that they said, well, you know what? If we're the ones that are going and they're staying, well, we're not going to get their stuff for them. We're going to take all the stuff for us and give them nothing. And David said, we will recover all for all. Say that with me. We will recover all 
for all. Now, this is where America really has to get this. Because America, in its, in its raw sense, is very individualistic. And it's about me, us four, no more. And as long as I'm okay, but not here at Millennial, because we're in it for each other. Amen. We'll try it over this side. Now, you younger ones, you need to listen to me, because you're going to help shape the next generation. Hallelujah. Man, Pastor, you're tight. This is not tight. This is life. This is life. You fight with your mouth before you ever fight with your fists. I said, you fight with your mouth before you ever fight with your fists. If you can't win the war of words in the spirit before you have to bring it into the natural, you might as well just not even leave house. Shut it out. I have the victory. Come on, say it again. I have the victory. Come on, one more time. I have the victory. I'm getting all for all in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I am not going to be corrupted in this time and in this hour. And I've been telling everybody for years, do not work with your preference. Well, I just prefer it this way. You could lose big time. You're going to have to know who you're going to war with. You're going to have to know that if you go into a fight and people come into a fight with you, that they're not going to turn on you in the middle of the fight. Because if these are the days that they say that these are the days, these are those days of betrayal and treachery, I'm telling you, we will need to know. Look at your neighbor and say, we will need to know. And you should stand on your watch and take authority over betrayal and treachery. I'm telling you, it should not be far from your lips. Because this is kingdom. Everybody say that with me. Kingdom. Kingdom. Hmm. So Romans 1, let's go over there. I'm still not in my message tonight. So how long are we going to be here? As long as it takes to get us free. Lift your hands and say, I do not. Take sides. Well, Pastor Paul, what do you think about what's all going on? I love the Lord thy God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. And the second part is what? And I love my neighbor as myself. Well, what do you think about what's going on? I love the Lord thy God with all my heart. Well, surely you've got something to say about it. No, no, no. What you want is to see if we agree. And what if we don't? Then we have division. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. The church should not be washing her dirty underwear in front of the world. We'll try this side over here. The church should not be washing her dirty underwear in front of the world. 
One person clapped. I'm not looking for a clap. It's the truth. From Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, the Messiah called to be an apostle, a special messenger set apart to preach the gospel, the good news of and from God, which he promised in advance long ago through his prophets in the secret scriptures. The gospel regarding his son, who as to the flesh, his human nature was descendant from David. And as to his divine nature, according to scripture, or to spirit. Now, if you read with me, you won't get bored. If you're listening to me, you, will, you can check out in your mind. So I just ask you to read with me. And as to his divine nature, according to the spirit of holiness, was openly designated the Son of God in power in a striking, triumphant, and miraculous manner by his resurrection from the dead, even Jesus Christ our Lord, the Messiah, the Anointed One. It is through him that we have received grace, God's unmerited favor, and our apostleship to promote obedience to the faith and make disciples for his name's sake among all the nations. I'd like you to underline that and highlight that. A few months ago, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, I, I want you to disciple a move. I don't know what that looks like, but since I heard that, I've heard more about discipling than what I've heard in years. Confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. Verse 6, and this includes you called of Jesus Christ and invited as you are, to belong to him. To you then, all God's beloved ones in Rome, called to be saints and designated for a consecrated life. A what type of life? A what type of life? Graceful. Grace and spiritual blessing and peace be yours from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because the report of your faith is made known to all the world and is commended everywhere. For God is my witness whom I serve with my whole spirit, rendering priestly and spiritual service in preaching the gospel and telling the good news of his son. How incessantly I always mention you when at my prayers. I keep pleading that somehow by God's will, I may now at last prosper and come to you. For I am yearning to see you that I may impart and share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen and establish you. That is, that we may be mutually strengthened and encouraged and comforted by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I want you to know, brethren, that many times I have planned and intended to come to you. Thus, though, thus far, I have been what? hindered and prevented, in order that I might have some fruit, some result of my labors among you, as I have among the rest of the Gentiles. Verse 14, let's everybody read, both to the Greeks and to barbarians, to the cultured and to the uncultured, both to the wise and the foolish, I have an obligation to discharge and a duty to perform and a debt to pay. So for my part, I am willing and eagerly ready to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. Verse 16 that everybody knows, and we all declare it. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news, 
of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation, for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with the personal trust and a confident surrender and a firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith as it is written. The man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. Shout this out with me. The just shall live by faith. Shout it out. The best has yet to come. Said again, I refuse to be corrupted in my mind. Say this, I will stay the course. Say it again. I will stay the course. Everyone needs a pastor, whether they like him or her or not. It is a sign you do not choose. It is a sign. How many people thank God that you're assigned a good one? that actually gives a rip. I may not live in your pockets. I'm not looking in your windows, thank God. I'm not always knocking on your doors looking to see are you there. But I do have your best interests at heart. This is exactly the verbiage of Paul. Yet when I say it, it sounds like, man, he really thinks he's some type of pastor. But yet when you hear the Apostle Paul speaks, he talks exactly the same way. That's right. I yearn to come to you. I want to be with you. I long to impart something to you. But if we were to talk like this in this day, they'd be thinking, man, he's some type of fool of himself. That he actually has something to give us. Well, as a pastor, I do have something to give you. Not of myself, but of the kingdom of God. I am not competing with the conference speakers. I am not competing with those who do the circuit. I am not competing with those who are just growing great status for themselves. I am interested in the welfare of people at grassroots. You may want to listen to and look at glossy magazines and listen to everything that is constructed, amen, to buy you. But at the end of the day, when you take away the glossy, what do we have? Say, man, you're you're really going for it. No, I'm not really going for it. I'm actually just tired of it. Because when something wants to take and give nothing back, that's not the body of Christ. Because the Word says it is better to give than it is to receive. This is not about your ministry. This is not about you. This is about the kingdom of God. I really don't want to hear about your ministry. I want you to show me your ministry. 
I don't want to hear your title. Show me what you are. Tell me what karostamaya. Tell me what you are by the things that you do. Don't tell me that you're anointed. Bring the anointing. Don't talk to me about the presence of God. Bring the presence of God. If you can't bring the presence of the Lord, then shut up. And I hope whoever needs to hear me heard me out there. I don't want atmosphere. I want presence. Atmosphere changes nothing. It is momentary. You have a night or body experience that changes nothing, not even you. And you can still go out and sin. You can still go out and sleep around. You can still go out and do what you want to do. Talk bad. Talk ugly. You weren't with God. You weren't with the Spirit of the Lord. If you were with the Spirit of the Lord, you wouldn't be able to do those sort of things. Why? Because if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I said it. So I don't know what type of spirit you have. But I have the Spirit of Christ, and the Spirit of Christ is not leading me to sin and sin and sin and sin and then say, oh, I'm pulling grace. No, the grace is available for me so that I don't have to sin, and I can appropriate the power of the blood of Jesus Christ in my life. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So better than good. And as ministers, it's a disgrace because we've allowed people to think that they can live whatever way they want to live and yet still think that it's okay to be married to the lamb and whore around. That's tight language, isn't it? Forgive me. But I don't know how else to put it. Revelation talks about and uses that. So I guess it's okay. My wife went out and slept with another man. I, I forgive her, but she's not getting back in my bed. Not until I know that she is completely restored and has completely fixed what was broken because something is fixed and broken if she feels that she has to sleep with another man. So as a Christian, if you feel like you have to sleep with the world once in a while, there's something wrong. That you truly have not got a revelation of covenant. Well, she's just not really in my heart anymore. I just really, you know, it's just not in my heart anymore. You know, she's in my heart. This other floozy's in my heart. I know, so Pastor, we were the ones that came out tonight, and I go easy. <laughs> but this will help you help other people. Because when you hear the trash coming through your television set, I'm talking about Christian television. A lot of it is just trash. People trying to grow their ministries at your expense. Prostitutes, 
prostituting the gospel. Very tight message this tonight. You'll have to give me a second chance, Johnny. How's everybody doing? Are you glad you came tonight? How many people are glad you came? Shut it out. No weapon formed against me. Very strong anointing in this church today. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against us, we shall show to be in the wrong. I'm seated and clothed and in my right mind. Let's <laughs> say it again. I'm seated and clothed in my right mind. We're going to do it again. I'm seated and clothed and in my right mind. I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. And I love my neighbor as myself. Look at your neighbor and say, I am not the policeman of the church. Look at your neighbor and say, you have enough trouble of your own. Get on with it. Praise the Lord. You have enough to sort in your own life without trying to sort somebody else's. My God, look at your neighbor and say, ain't that the truth? Hallelujah. Amen. Is this all right for you? Because this is all we got. But this is still not my message. This is the appetizer. How many people likes to go out for a nice meal and have an appetizer? Yeah. You like appetizers? Yeah. Well, this is an appetizer. So, my God, what's the main course like? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a delicious steak. Mm. It's a tomahawk. How many people would love a bite of a tomahawk steak right now in the name of Jesus? Mm. Crusted in coffee. Mm. Mm. Everybody lick your lips once. Mm. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working into salvation for deliverance for eternal death, for deliverance from eternal death. To everyone, this is really serious, guys. For everyone who believes with the personal trust and a confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in the gospel a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arises to more faith. I love that. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. For God's holy wrath and indignation are revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who in their wickedness repress and hinder the truth and make it inoperative. For that which is known about God is evident to them and made plain in their inner consciousness because God himself has shown it to them. For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature and attributes, that is, his eternal power and divinity have been made intelligible and clearly discernible in and through the things that have been made, his handiworks. So men are without excuse altogether, without any defense or justification. This is the Lord's word, not mine. 
verse 21, because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks. But instead they became futile and godless in their thinking with vain imaginings, foolish reasoning, and stupid speculations, and their senseless minds were darkened. One word is wasted. 22. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Professing to be smart, they made simpletons of themselves by their choices. And by them, the glory and majesty and excellence of the immortal God were exchanged for and represented by images resembling mortal man and birds and beasts and reptiles. Therefore, verse 24, underline this, highlight this. Therefore, God gave them up in lusts of their own hearts. We're not talking about the world. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their own hearts to sexual impurity, to the dishonoring of their own bodies among themselves, abandoning them to the degrading power of sin. Shut it out. I am, I am. Delivered. delivered. How many people believe that? Yeah. Come on, give the Lord a praise offering right now. Shut it out. I am delivered. How many people believe with all your heart that you can take authority over seducing spirits. That means you cannot give yourself then to words that are being spoken by people that want to bring divisions, dissensions, people that speak from offenses, that do the work of Satan in the ear of even those that are waiting to be corrupted. Well, I refuse to be corrupted. That means your sphere of friendships could get smaller. But you need to ask people in your sphere of influence, even people that are out of church, who is your pastor? Because if they don't, and they can't tell you, they are wrong. I don't care how much they tell you they love God. When people come to minister here at this church, that's one of the things that I diligently get to working on to see who it is they are pastored by and connected to. Because the oil flows down. We'll try that one more time. The oil flows down. You can't pick and choose. You're set. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're set here? Let's worship him right now. Sunday night flow. Hallelujah. Benjela vakaleze la mala sola paparomban, venikanaya sola paprepia stala maina, viskaya so. Look at this. Because they exchanged in verse 5 the truth of God for a lie, 
and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. For this reason, God gave them over and abandoned them to vile affections and degrading passions. For this woman, for their woman exchanged their natural function for an unnatural and abnormal one. And the men also turned from natural relations with women and were set ablaze, burning, consumed with lust for one another. Men committing shameful acts with men and suffering in their own bodies and personalities the inevitable consequences and penalty of their wrongdoing and going astray, which was their fitting retribution. In verse 28, and so, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God or approve of Him or consider Him worth the knowing, God gave them over to a base and condemned mind to do things not proper or decent but loose them. Now, let me tell you something. If you're flirting in the world with the world, or if you know someone that's flirting with the world and it's there getting deeper and deeper into it, Hello. Right here. Pinikataza. Bersovara manana. Go with me to Matthew 24. We're going to talk about the first few verses. This is not my message. How many people know we're doing well from this not being my message? I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. And I love my neighbor as myself. Verse 24, we're going to read the first few verses. This is regarding us. In the latter part, we're not here. Remember, you must understand who the Bible is talking to. Amen? That will help you. So verse 20, or chapter 24, Jesus departed from the temple area and was going on his way when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to the buildings of the temple and point them out to him. But he answered them, Do you see all these things? Truly I tell you, there will not one be left here, one stone upon another, that will not be thrown down. And while he was seated on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will this take place? Now, I love this here because, you know, there are those things that need to be talked about privately. How many people understand it? And so or so is the word. Mark chapter 4 will tell you and show you very clearly that the Lord ministered within circles. He spoke to the larger group, and then he took the smaller group. In other words, there was a larger group in Mark chapter 4 that he spoke, possibly like a parable. And then he took the smaller group and he explained it, or he expounded upon it. But not everything should be public. There should be some things that are kept private. While he was seated on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will this take place? What will be the sign of your coming and the end, the completion, and the consummation? Jesus answered them, Be careful, 
that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. I want to say that verse again. Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. For many will come in on, look, the strength of my name, appropriating the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ and Messiah, and they shall lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. We are. See that you are not frightened or troubled. Say, I'm not frightened. I'm not frightened. Or troubled. Stay with me now. Come on, stay with me. Say it again. I'm not frightened. I'm not frightened. Or, troubled. or troubled. Say it one more time. I'm not frightened. I'm not frightened. Or, troubled. or troubled. For this must take place. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in place after place. All this is but the beginning, the earthly pains of the birth pangs of the intolerable. And that about finishes the part of the church in Matthew 24, right there. So we're in a period where there are things at work to seduce, delude, bring divisions, all of these different things. I've spoken to you many times telling you that we must be very discerning when it comes to life so that we do not get caught up with things masquerading as angels of light. We must stay close to Christ. We must, in Jesus' name, stay so close to the Scriptures and not get caught up in the fray or the incitement of the hour. This is so, so important. If I have ever said anything to you of being important, this trumps it all. For you to live in such a way that you just think that you are able in yourself to stay free without everything that I'm telling you, you are already deceived. Pray in the Spirit with me right now. Barast. Wilkinsall. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Pray in the Spirit. Take the hand of the person beside you, arm of the person beside you. Begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Take authority.
Come on, guys. In your hearts, give yourself afresh to Jesus. Give yourself afresh to Jesus. Come on, give yourself afresh to Jesus. Come on, we're washed and cleansed by the washing of the water of the Word. Come on, we're going to take in copious amounts of the Word this year in the name of Jesus to have our minds washed in Jesus' precious name. Any attack of the enemy, any seductions of the enemy is leaving us right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Zalaparo, Mangelo Copare Vedesalamana Shola Paparamanani, Mangela Paprapada Solomanka Paramanana Ampanine, O Zilapero Sola Paprapadine, Mangela Mangripidis Coprapada Salamaya, O Rapalanasa, a penishi, a penishi of Coposalange, and Penishola Paparamanangela Papa. O Kaleza la Morsti, Everesta Mandrefesco Pramanasala Papramanina, O Penea Sola Papra, we bind those spirits of division. We bind those spirits of division that are trying to work in the church, that are trying to work in the body of Christ, that is trying to split people. turned it all off I told you even during COVID I told you turn it off because there's a narrative that wants to suck you right in and before you know it you're listening to the words of man and you are not listening to the word of Almighty God and you become desensitized into preference and sides and I am of a pause, I am of the whatever, I am a... Something happened there recently and I read what happened and then I took a minute or two and I really felt the Lord said to me, look at what people are saying. That was the worst part. That was the worst part. I could hardly stomach it. That was the worst part. I said, where is this venom coming from? I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. And all I know in my life is that I have committed to run my race. And I'm going to stick with it regardless of what I feel and what I'm experiencing because I know that God set me on a path. And I know that his light shines brighter and brighter on this path. 
And no matter what happens around me, I know that he is the assurance of my life. In the day that I gave him my life, I knew nothing, claimed to know nothing. And I'm telling you still, all these years later, I don't know how much I know, but this I know. This I know that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. This I know that his name is Jesus and he is my king and my Lord and my savior. And he has my complete allegiance. Now, if you can follow that, then follow on. Because that's where I'm going and that's where I'm leading. I was asked to do something with a very large meeting. It could have, it could have put millennial way on the map. I went to the Lord and the Lord said, no. How many people know that people don't really like no? And I said, no, it didn't go down well. But my no was a yes to God. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord with me. Worship the Lord with me. Worship the Lord. Simbre amanasto. I want you to this week read the whole book of Nehemiah. It's so important. You say, Pastor, I understood a lot of what you said tonight, but there were some things that you said. It seemed like you were speaking in riddles. I want you to read the book of Nehemiah. And I want you to see how it plays out. That everything springs forth from, from prayer, done through prayer, stays on prayer. Chapter one, like we did last week, you'll see it. Nehemiah prayed a prayer. He received the favor of the king. 
received the provision to get the job done, the rebuilding of the walls. I'm nearly finished. I, I just don't believe we need to go any further tonight. I've already talked to you for an hour and 10 minutes. A lifetime, right? But Nehemiah was opposed. And one of the people that he was opposed by was a person called Sambalat. Sambalat simply means the secret enemy. I declare in your lives that secret enemies are being exposed. Let's just receive this in the name of Jesus. Sere piango tu feastai, ver margo popopora pedesai. In the days to come, we might actually have some people come against us, even within the church world, because of what we say. Most likely and most probably. Because when you speak the truth, there will always be those that are ready to say something. And they believe that by going very public, because that's what Symbolic and Tobias did, that they can pressure conformity, Or, in this case, to have Nehemiah back down. But Nehemiah was too smart for this whole thing. And he simply said, when Sambalat and Tobias wanted him to come to the plain of Ono, I cannot come off this wall, for I am doing a great work. I declare over you that in your lives you were doing a great work. Do not stop it to discuss anything with those who try to befriend you, but yet they are secret enemies. Moving right along. It's a good word, isn't it? This opposition took place in six forms. Grieving, Nehemiah 2.10. Laughter, Nehemiah 2.19. Wrath and indignation, Nehemiah 4.1-3. Fighting, Nehemiah 4.7-8. and 8. Subtlety or craft, Nehemiah 6.1-2. Or compromise, Nehemiah 6.5-7. and 7. I declare it over you tonight. no weapon formed against you shall prosper and that anything that is trying to war against you to get you to compromise in any way of your place on the word of God in your place of your love for God in your place of operating in the spirit 
in the operating with the Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit is not a diminished third part. He is God. And He is with us. And He leads and guides us into all truth. I hope you got something out of this tonight. Because I got something out of telling it. For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures. Come on, give Him thanks and honor and praise. Man, you're just old school, Pastor. No, no. I'm new school. I'm of the Spirit. Born again of the Spirit. And Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus. Anybody love the Lord in this room? Come on, do you love Him? Do you love Him? Paul said after 30 years, he says, My determined purpose is that I may know Him. Some of you might think tonight, man, this was rough. Ooh, this was rough. This wasn't rough. This wasn't rough. It was what? It was the truth. And it was a treat. And it was a little kiss from the Father to let you know, I got this. How many people believe that tonight? I believe it with all my heart that you are the body of Christ. I speak over you the operation of the nine gifts of the Spirit. Receive this right now in the name of Jesus. The nine gifts of the Spirit in full operation in Jesus' precious name that you will see clearly, know clearly, and that you will walk with the demonstration of the power of the Most High in every day and the outworkings of your life. To love thy Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Hallelujah. And to be like Nehemiah. And to know what it is that God has placed within your heart and to stay in it and to stay on it. And that you don't move by circumstance or situation or by the sways and impulses of the flesh or by the moment. By what she says and by what he says and by what they say and by what we say. But what did the Lord say? The enemy tries to come with five bombs. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lusts of other things with persecutions and afflictions. Five bombs the enemy comes with to blow apart your world. I want you to lift high the shield of faith tonight to say it quenches every flaming missile of the enemy. I have the helmet of salvation that is clearly, clearly, clearly on securely. And my mind is protected in the name of Jesus. I have the mind of Christ. 
Say, Pastor, I'm telling you, I don't really live like this. Well, you need to live like this. You need to become disciplined in your life. This is a disciple, one who is taught of the Lord so that we don't live compromised lifestyles so that you're not always deepening and dipping into sin. Come away from the edge. Come back into the body of Christ. Come back into the kingdom of God. Get off your phone. If you're watching anything that you shouldn't be watching, you stop it. Pray with me right now. You stop it. You stop it. For Satan wants to take you. Wants you to think that it's okay. God knows. He understands. You say there's not, it couldn't be a millennial pastor. It couldn't be anybody with pornography issues and millennial pastor. You would be surprised. Come on, everybody. Pray in the spirit. Wow, I pray the conviction of Christ. I pray that the Word of God takes hold of your hearts. I pray in the name of Jesus that you come back to your first love, that you give yourself to the Lord, that you give your heart to the Lord with everything that you have, and that you commit this night to serve the Lord with gladness, and that you say that I will serve you. I will serve you with my eye. I will serve you with my ear. I will serve you with my hands. I will serve you with my feet. I will serve you with my whole heart, with my whole life. I will serve you with my life, my relationships, everything that I am, I will serve you. I will serve you. This is what is going to change the world. This is what is going to change the world. How many world changers do we have in this room tonight? That's why you're here. Come on, I sense revival, I sense awakening, I, I sense an outpouring of the Spirit, I, I sense a quickening. My Jesus. this moment
look at me. In this room, you can sense the presence of the Lord. And then some people go home and they're like, it's not the same. And in a room like this, you could say, I will never do that again. I will not do that again. And by the time you get home, what you felt in this room, you can't feel that no more. And the very thing that you said you would never do again crouches at the door to take you because you must make this yours how many people understands what I just said you must make this yours because you can say in this room I will never say another wrong thing about another person and yet leave this anointing and go out there over supper and hammer somebody And that will show you very clearly what you have and what you don't. Because if you can go out of here and just sin like a dog after this anointing, then you have to ask yourself, Am I really saved? Because if the love of the Father is in you, because I can tell you I have no desire to do what the world does. It's gone very quiet in here. I have no desire to do what it does and I believe with all my heart that I am saved sanctified consecrated redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life anybody else like that tonight anybody else convicted like that tonight I know with full assurance that if I die tonight, I will stand before the Lord and that I will ever be with the Lord and I will live with the Lord for eternities of eternities. If you believe that, worship Him tonight. Worship Him. Worship Him. I worship you.
on just two minutes. There is and I'll worship you. Is what I long to do. I give you praise for you are my righteousness, and I worship you. Just pray with me in the spirit one more time. There is none like you. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. search for all eternity, Lord, and find there is none like you. Oh, there is, there is none like you. Sing it in Portuguese. Spirit with him. Sing it again in Portuguese. Oh, For all eternity, Lord, if I there is the like you, there is not like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. Oh, I could search. 
for all eternity, Lord. If I, there is none like you, oh, oh, oh. there is none like you. There is none like you. like you say this with me this year seats. Let's give on to the Lord tonight. Whew. How many people can sense the presence of, can sense the presence of the Lord intensifying here at church? So you're doing that. You're doing that. Tuesday night. How many people are looking forward to Tuesday night? Can hardly wait. Hallelujah. 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 Say this with, I receive the cleansing of the blood. Tonight I bring myself one more time to the Lord Jesus Christ. I commit my full allegiance to him. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. And he is the Christ the Son of the living God. Lift your hands and say this, use me for your glory and for your honor in Jesus' precious name.